This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the virtual healing circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, my job is to introduce you to the tarot because it's a really cool feedback device. So why is this important? Why would you want to learn tarot or tarot, depending on if you prefer potato or potato? So learning to read tarot is all about learning to speak the language of your intuitive self. It is meant to be a feedback device to help give you some information to let you know if you're on the right path. So often we wander around on the healing journey and we don't know, is this where I'm supposed to be? And we don't know who am I supposed to ask? How do I get that information from myself if that's where it is? How do I get it when there's all this other clutter in the way? And tarot is a really great way to strengthen your intuition, to build your imagination, and to start to use the energy around you to help guide you on your path. Now, I want to remind you, as always, that when it comes to any kind of energy work, tarot included, it is driven by the energy of your intention, your imagination, and your intuition. Intuition is the sum of your intention and your imagination. And your imagination, that's really where the tarot comes into play. When you ask a question to the universe, when you ask a question to cards, when you ask a question to your pendulum, you're setting an intention. And then you want to activate your imagination. You want to activate your emotional realm. You want to activate that bridge. And that is how you develop your intuitive sense, your intuitive guide. We all have an intuition. We all want to develop it. And we don't realize that our imagination, our mind is the spark that starts it all. So what exactly is tarot? The tarot deck consists of 78 cards. Each one is chock full of symbolism, imagery, and tells a story. There are 22 cards in what are known as the major arcana, and we're going to talk about that next week. And there are 56 cards in the minor arcana, and the tarot cards contain within them information about every spiritual lesson that we will meet on our path. When we talked about the Kabbalistic tree of life, you'll remember that not only does each sephira and each path between them correspond to a color, a planet, an element, etc., it also corresponds to a specific card in the tarot because it is a map of your soul's development. And the tarot combines symbols and numerology, which is also a different kind of symbol, to activate your unconscious mind, aka your imagination, aka your emotional realm to help build that bridge. Now, when we think about language, words are pretty flat. They have a lot of multiple meanings. If I were to ask 50 people on the street the meaning of the word love, I would get 50 different definitions. For some people, love means hope. For some people, love means loss. For some, it means betrayal. For some, it means connection. Everyone has a different version of love and what that word means to them. But if you show people a heart, worldwide, the emoji of a heart is understood. So symbols allow you to encode a lot of information into a little tiny precise package that doesn't require a huge explanation that can be misunderstood depending on your background, where you are in time and space, where you live, all that sort of stuff. 
And symbols, because they are the language of your intuitive self of the universe, they're activating that part of the brain called the reticular activating system, which is something we talked about in earlier podcasts, as well as it's in my Bridging the Gap online course. So you'll remember that you exist on four realms. So you've got the physical realm, that's everything you can interact with with your five senses. So anything you see, smell, taste, touch, and hear is part of the physical realm. You have the emotional realm, that's where your intuition lives, that is associated with the part of the psyche called the unconscious mind. You have your mental self, that's your thinky, thinky place, that's the part of you that loves to ask why, and it's associated with your conscious awareness. And then you have your energetic spiritual self. When we are looking for guidance on our path, we are sending out a question or an intention to the universe, to the spiritual realm, and we're waiting for an answer to come back to us. When that answer comes back, it has to come through our mental and our emotional realm. It has to move through that space. And you'll remember that not only do our emotions and memories and all sorts of stuff live in our unconscious mind, it's also where we hide all the stuff about ourselves that we don't want to admit to ourselves. And so finding ways to heal that part of our shadow, finding ways to tune into the purity of your energetic self through the bridge of your emotions is kind of what tarot's all about. So your logical thinky self needs words to understand things, but your unconscious mind, emotional realm self is symbolic and thinks in pictures. So if you are living in a time and you want to pass down a lot of information about the operating of the universe, do you want to write books and books and books that will be misunderstood and edited and like, um, If you've ever played that game where you whisper something to someone and then they whisper something and by the time you get to the end of the chain, it's like purple monkey dishwasher and you're like, I said hello. (laughs) So words can get misinterpreted, but symbols are symbols are symbols. So not only do symbols contain a lot of information, but they withstand the test of time. I want to take a step back really quickly and introduce you to the difference between divination and fortune telling. Divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the unknown. That does not necessarily mean of future events. It's about finding the information behind the information. It's about looking behind the curtain to see the wizard. Fortune telling is about looking into the future for the purpose of predicting events. Using tarot is about divination. It's about getting access to what is going on in this moment. Tarot is what we call a probability indicator. So if you've ever owned a pool or a hot tub, so we have a hot tub and every week I have to take this little tiny dipstick thing and I put it in the water and it tells me the pH of the water, the hardness, if I need to add bromine, things like that. It gives me a reading of the hot tub water at that exact moment. If I add chemicals to the water, everything will change. Tarot is telling you what is going on at the moment of the reading, and a simple decision will change it. And so the goal of tarot is to use it as a barometer of where you are so you know where to change and what to adjust. If I'm just blindly throwing chemicals into my hot tub, I don't know what I'm going to sit in. So tarot is like holding up a mirror to yourself. So you can access the wisdom and the answers inside. This is the idea of perception is projection, but from the inside out. So I mentioned that there is the major arcana, 
but for tonight, I want to talk about the Minor Arcana. So the Minor Arcana refers to the four suits of the tarot. There's the pentacles, the swords, the cups, and the wands. So pentacles are associated with the element of earth and the direction of north. When you see pentacles in a reading, it's talking about things on the physical realm. It is talking about things that, that can be detected by your five senses. It is connected to strength, fertility, and stability. You have the suit of swords, which is connected to the elements of air, and this is associated with the mental thinking consciousness realm. It is about the mind and the intellect. This is giving you feedback on things that are going on on the mental level. Wands are associated with the elements of fire and the spiritual realm. So these are all about inspiration, ambition, spirituality. Your spiritual path and growth is represented in the suit of wands, which is the element of fire. It's about change. And then there's the suit of cups. Cups is associated with the element of water, which is, of course, all about the emotional realm, all about the unconscious mind, all about the intuition, the imagination, the shadow self is all part of the suit of cups. The minor arcana is what talks to you about the nuts and bolts of your journey. So the major arcana, that's the general themes. That's the chunk up version of where you are and what's going on in your life. When you see a lot of those cards show up, you know some big stuff is happening. But the nuts and bolts of it, the finer details, that's the information you're going to get from the minor arcana. We will get into um, the idea that a card means different things, whether it's upright or reversed. We will talk about the idea that certain combinations of cards can have certain meanings. And at the end of the day, your interpretation of what you intuit in the card is more important than any book written. There are people who will tell you that in order to really understand tarot, take every book you've ever read, toss it out the window, walk around with your tarot deck on your body, sleep with it under your pillow, let the cards absorb your energy, let yourself absorb the energy, and every day you take one card and you meditate on it. And if you're part of my Live Life Unbroken group on Facebook, we did do this a few months ago where I posted a card image and I didn't tell you what it was. I just asked you to meditate on the image and notice what you notice, what feelings came up, what words, impressions. And I'll tell you, most of you got it bang on. While your conscious mind might need a book and words, and I will give you a recommendation for one that I do like, your unconscious mind, who the tarot is designed to activate, already has a connection to the intention in these symbols. And so since the tarot is about developing that connection, you don't really need this information. You need enough to give you the basics. And then your goal is to tune into the cards and use your own intuition, develop your own relationship with them. Again, that being said, I personally know that as I'm bringing that information from the spiritual realm, it does have to move through my thinky-thinky self. And so sometimes I still have to satisfy that part. If you're looking for um, some information, my favorite website is called Biddy Tarot, B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T. Those of you in circle, I will show you a picture of the book cover. It is a wonderful resource. Um, I own the book because while I am still in process of developing my intuitive capabilities, it's nice to double check. If you remember back in school when you would do a math equation and then you would look at the answer at the back of the book just to make sure you got it right, it's nice to have a book handy so you can check and keep yourself on path. So some key concepts to remember. 
Remember that tarot is a probability indicator. If your cards tell you something's going to happen, that doesn't mean you are doomed to this fate. They are not about predicting the future. They are about seeing where you're at right now, what direction you're heading, so that you can adjust, so that you can move in a different direction. You have the power. You are living at cause, which means you have 100% power and responsibility to move your journey where you want it to be, not where you think it has to end up. Remember that the future is not written in stone. You have the ability to change your mind. You have the ability to learn new skills. You have the ability to fill in these gaps, to build that bridge and change the direction anytime you want. So use the tarot as a way to give you some information about where you are so that you can adjust, not so that you can say, oh, well, I had to because the cards told me to do it. That equals a two by four to the face from the universe. Let's not do that. I want to remind you, as always, to please decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. There is a lot of information to be learned and processed to feel comfortable with tarot. The more you interact with the cards, the more you allow this into your life at the pace that it wants to go, not at the pace that you feel you should be doing it because that's what I need to do. I'm going to study it and write it down. Allowing it to flow into your life organically. The more you allow that to happen, the more you decide you want it more than you're afraid of it, the easier things get. And of course, as always, I want to remind you that if you have any questions about anything from tonight or any previous podcasts or circles, uh, you are welcome to reach out to me through my website at livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Well, I've been, I guess you can say, dabbling with oracle cards more so than tarot because tarot, I, I it's just so intimidating, but for me, the Oracle just seems really light and fun. Um, for your experience, I mean, have you done the Oracle cards for yourself or for friends? And what do you feel works best? Um, A great question. So I started actually with the Doreen Virtue Angel Deck. The Angel decks are great because they've got these little pretty thing pictures on them and they're kind of like tarot light. So it's a really good way to get your feet wet, get comfortable with the process of playing with cards. And mine came with this little tiny book that had like a couple ideas for spreads. I still see you some of the techniques um, when I do a reading um, and I usually, mostly I'm using this for myself. Uh, and so it got me started on the path. Oracle deck. So I also have a dragon deck that has nothing to do with traditional uh, tarot at all. Um, but it's fun and you pull a card and it tells you what dragon is watching out for you today and who wouldn't want that in their lives, right? So each deck has different intentions, different messages. And I think that if you are drawn to a certain deck, chances are there is a reason you are drawn to that deck. Mm -hmm. And when the energy is in alignment with where you are and ready for it, the cards will call to you. They will literally yell at you and lasso you and pull you to them when it's ready. It'll start to show up on your path. So tarot is not something that your conscious mind is going to be able to force, much to your conscious mind's chagrin. So I am 
you know, I have the book and I'm like, I'm going to study it and I'm going to learn and memorize it. Um, that just makes it really unfun and cumbersome and you'll walk away from your cards. So if you have an Oracle deck that keeps you engaged, go for it. If it calls out to you, go for it. And learning the traditional deck, the Rider Waite deck, um, is also a worthwhile endeavor. And when you're ready, it will also call to you. Very cool question. Thank you. Hello. I'm sorry, I'm very new to this. Is the Oracle deck a deck of tarot cards? So an oracle deck is any deck that can be used to give you feedback. And there are a million and one kinds. You can get spirit animal decks where all the cards have different animal spirit information on them. And so the message of the bear will tell you what you need for today. So today you need bear medicine and strength. There's a fairy deck, which is all about fairies. There's a chakra deck. Everyone's got a million and one different cards. So when we talk about tarot, that's the traditional Rider Waite tarot deck. Um, that's the one with all the different symbols in it, which we're going to get into next week. Um, the angel deck by Doreen Virtue, like I said, is tarot lights. And there is no upside down cards. All the messages are nice. There's no death card. They've renamed it. Nothing that will freak you out. By the way, the death card is an awesome card. Um, but when you're first getting into tarot and you see the devil with a pentacle upside down, you're like, ah, and you don't want to go near it. And so the difference between an oracle deck, an oracle deck is just some sort of guided information. And you pick a card for the day. And it could be positive affirmations. It could be, you know, today you're being guided by a green fairy. Um, but when we talk about tarot, we're typically talking about it from the perspective of the Kabbalistic hermetic traditions who encoded esoteric information into a playing deck so that it wouldn't be lost in the ages. So that's the difference. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelife U-N-B-R-O-K-E-N dot com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.